as of this recording, we're still dog sitting Bailey. And it's been very funny to watch. Like this happened when we got Cricket as well. But now it's happening to Cricket where it's like when a kid is having a sleepover with a friend and they're having so much fun the first day. And then like, let's do it again. <laughs> and by the second day, a little bit, the friends are like, yeah. But also they're like, when, when is my friend going home though? Like you, you start to see them kind of be like, uh, they're not staying here forever. Right. This is just, just a temporary thing. Um, so he's getting a little snippy. Like she took one of his toys and he was so mad last night. And normally oh he gosh. doesn't care at all. Like, they're just getting a little like. What <sighs> happened when she took one of his toys? So I was do? trying to give one toy to all the dogs, to be fair. So I was like, we have like a drawer full of them. So I was like, okay, Crumb, you take your ball. Bailey, you take the squirrel. And Cricket, you take the banana. And right when I handed the banana or banana to Cricket, Bailey snatched it. I mean, Cricket like kind of flipped. He, he, he did oh a little gosh. like growl, snap at her. And then she ran away with it. And I tried to get it back from her, but he was really pouty. He didn't, he didn't want, he did that thing where he's like, I don't even want a toy anymore. Like, really? Oh. Did he sulk? He sulked. He, and he just sat on our laps because <laughs> he was like, I don't want to play. It's not even fun. <laughs> so, That's so cute. Right? <laughs> it's so, like, you can see it's so, I don't know, it's such kid energy. It's so just like, okay, I get it. Your, your cousin's been here a little bit longer than you thought. Yeah, yeah. You're getting tired. You want your space back. Yeah. You want all my attention again. Exactly. Yeah. It's, he also gets really offended um, when we come home. Like, he doesn't like when Bailey is in front to, like, greet us. It really feels like, no, that's those are my parents. Like, oh. I get to say hi first. <laughs> Does he get jealous if you, like, give Bailey a hug? Not too bad so far. As long as okay. he also gets a hug, though. You know oh, what I mean? okay. Like, sure, sure. It like, has to be yeah. even. Well, that's fair enough. You know, when she snatched his toy, like, she had a toy. Yeah. I don't know why she... Frankly, I was like, Bailey. Yeah. Like, Bailey needs to remember that she's the guest. That's yeah. all I'm saying. I think, you know? you know, that's part of it. She's getting more comfortable. Yeah. I think there was someone outside. They're all kind of okay, barking. Sure. But it's just funny that she also is like, I better protect the house. It's like, Bailey, yeah. you don't even live here. <laughs> she knows she's taking her... I mean, in that sense, she's a very good house guest. Like, yes. For Siri. Yes, exactly. I would do what I would do at home. Just bark at this intruder. Yeah. Um, you know, it's funny, Percy. I think that she. Um. I sometimes I'm like, you're so aloof. Do you even love me? Right. Like sometimes I think, yeah. And then stuff happens. Like today, I came in in a bad mood, and she just immediately like got in between my legs, was licking my face. I was like, oh, you can tell I'm in a bad mood. That's really sweet. Yeah. Like, that's like, and I was like, oh, no, you do. You do love me. Like, you do. Yeah. It's always nice to have that reassurance. Um, but she is so free spirited. Yes. You know, it's a nice way of putting it. Yeah. She's going to the cat hotel this week. <gasps> oh, that's it right. been a little while. Yes, because we're going to Rome. Very excited. Cool. Um, but she, yeah, that will be, uh, it's always an adventure whenever we go to the cat hotel. She's very good traveling. Like she likes the train because her cat carrier can like extend so she can lie down flat in it. And I always put her on the little train table and then she just looks out the window and is really chill. Yeah. And people always give her attention. And she likes attention when she's um, not going to be touched. Mm -hmm. So 
you know, she's in her carrier. No one can get to her. Mm-hmm. But they're like looking at her and talking to her and cooing over her. <laughs> and she loves that. And she looks up at them and meows and is very like, look how alert and chatty I am. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that will be entertaining. For yeah. Sure. Um, but I'm going to miss her. I always really miss her. I know. It's so her. it's such a weird feeling where you're like, yeah, yeah, whatever. And then, and then so yeah. you're like, oh, miss the cat. Particularly because like, I'll drop her off like in the afternoon and then I have a work event and then like we fly the next morning. So there'll be like a night without her in the yeah. house. And then it'll be the same when we get back. And that's weird. Like yes. when, when, they're, when they're not, that's really strange. And you're like, I'm kind of looking around for her the whole time. Yes. And, and like when they're, especially because like the dogs sleep with us when they're not there. It's like, where are the little, like the things by your feet? It, yeah. They're supposed to <laughs> be feel The here. bed feels really empty. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so. I hate dropping the dogs off when I know that I'm leaving because it reminds me of that scene in Fox and the Hound when she's dropping off the fox. Oh my god! And she yeah. it keeps trying to play with her and she's being sad and driving the little cart. I I can't. So then I always hear they go, really "No, that's not sad. what's happening. I'm coming back." <laughs> that is so sad. Yeah. Yeah. That is emotional. Yeah. It's just hard because you can't tell them that you're coming back and you can't tell them that it's temporary. Like, no, they don't understand. Like, all right, so you're leaving me forever? Yeah. Yeah. So, and then whenever I pick her up, she always yells at me. I, it's okay. <laughs> I really indignantly, like, really cross. Yeah. Like, that was too long. Me. How dare you? Yeah. Yeah. I thought you were never coming back. <laughs> I was terrified. All of that. Yeah. <laughs> um, I have some exciting news, which is okay. that... We are going, to, I mentioned having a special guest judge for our, the Halloween costume contest submissions. And I can say with confidence that that guest will be none other than Renee Colvert, former <gasps> co-host of Can I Put Your Dog? <laughs> I'm so excited. Yeah. So we get a little Renee catch up um, and you still have time if you still haven't submitted yours. Um, we're going to be doing that later this yeah. month. Um, I, that's. Ah, I can't wait. That is going to be so much fun. Renee is still like, because now you're, because now you're my co-host. Yes. But Renee is like the host of Can I Pet Your Dog? Like that's, it's still, <laughs> it's still kind of surreal. Absolutely. Whenever we, whenever Renee is referenced, I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> I remember the days that I was just a fan. <laughs> yeah, it'd be really nice. It'd be nice to catch up. And I feel like there have been a few requests to see what what Renee's up to, so we can cover all that yes. and get a get an get a winner, which is going to be really hard to For pick. Sure. But we'll figure it out. Um, cool. this week we're talking about anteaters. Yes, it is um, National Anteater Awareness Day on no World Anteater Day. Sorry, oh. world the whole world. <laughs> World anti today on November the 19th. Uh, um, and they're such funny little dudes. They really are. So I'm excited to learn about them. Yeah. Um, and then we also have a Ready Pet Go from Adam and Duke. Cool. Right. So would you like some anteater science? Yes, please. Cool. So there are four... Uh, existing current types of anteater species the giant anteater the silky anteater the north tamandua the southern or lesser tamandua 
Not sure why the southern Tamanjua is lesser. Seems a bit rude. Uh, I'm sure they're just as wonderful yeah, as the northerners. <laughs> you know? Strong, stronger, um, if anything. Yeah, surely. <laughs> so, uh, anteaters. So, the first thing that I did not know about anteaters, though it does make sense, is that they're toothless. Oh. They have no teeth. Yeah, no teeth. Oh. Wild. Um, they eat insects hence their name, um, and they are found in tropical savannas and forests from southern Mexico to Paraguay and northern Argentina. Um, they are long-tailed with elongated skulls and tubular muzzles. Mm-hmm. The opening of the muzzle is really small. They've got teeny, tiny little mouths, but they have um, very large saliva glands, and their saliva is very sticky, and they have a worm-like tongue. So they're just going around flicking out their sticky, wormy tongues uh, and catching insects, which is uh, gross. Yeah, a little bit gross. A little bit gross. Um, they normally live alone or in pairs, usually as a mother and offspring, and feed, uh, as is their name, mainly on ants and termites. Uh, they insert their tongues into the insects' nests, so gnarly. Yeah. Uh, and they tore, and then they tear open the nests they have long, sharp, curved claws on their front feet. Uh, and then they just go to town. They just chow down. <laughs> those little bugs. Yeah. So the giant anteater yeah. is the biggest anteater, as you would expect. Uh, they're found normally in tropical grasslands uh, in Venezuela. Um, they were once found in the lowlands of Central America. Uh, and they also live in the Amazon Basin. Uh, they tend to be grey with a diagonal white bordered black stripe on each shoulder. Uh, and they can get as big as six feet. What? Wait. Yeah. What? Y- yeah. Yeah. That's huge. I know it's called it's giant. It's really but... big. I want to kind of see it in scale. Hold on a minute. Yeah. What? Giant anteater. Uh, oh, yeah. They're huge. Six to eight feet. Massive. What? They're so big, Alexis. Oh my. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Huge. Wow. Yeah. I'm wow, looking at next just to a so person. Cool looking, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Huge. Yeah, really a little cool. bit scary, actually, when I think about how yeah. big that is. They look so like prehistoric. They're yes. another one that looks like they've been around since the dinosaurs. They have that vibe. Yes. Um. They have a huge, long, bushy tail, mm-hmm. and uh, they weigh up to eighty-eight pounds. Uh, they are ground dwelling. They are mainly diurnal, mm. uh, but in areas near human settlement, they're active at night. Okay. I assume. Do you know why that is? Because of the lights, or to avoid the humans? To avoid us? Yeah, yeah probably. Sense, yeah. <laughs> I would. Um, they have a keen sense of smell. They can track ants using that sense of smell. Now, did you know that ants have a smell? Because some people can smell ants. Yeah, I saw this. Smell ants. Okay. Some people can smell ants. Apparently, they smell like ink. Or bananas, like a kind of sweet, rotting, almost smell. I know, isn't that wild? Like somebody so can I've walk never... in a room and be like, "Think there's an ant in here," or like or when they bring maybe it not to their singu- nose. I think maybe not like a singular ant, but if if they walk into a kitchen and there are ants, they'll know. Whoa! Supposedly, okay. I know. Isn't that in- yeah crazy? If you're someone that can smell an ant, please let us know. I'd love to know about your ants. Honestly, come on the show. Too. I have a lot of questions. <laughs> yeah, same. Um, so. But obviously the giant anteaters can. Um, they walk apparently with a shuffle, 
which is exactly how I would describe how they walk. Yes. You watch them. They just shuffle along. <laughs> and if they uh, are moving fast, they're like, they kind of clumsily gallop or um, galump is maybe the word I would use. Like they are not graceful, mm-hmm. uh, but they are comical to watch. Uh, but they're surprisingly good swimmers. Oh. So yeah, would never have known. I guess they seem, for their size, they're kind of light. And they've got that big yeah. tail, which would probably be a good yeah. little propeller. Yeah, for sure. A little rudder. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> apparently, they don't use dens. They just curl up in a secluded spot and cover their bodies with their big tails. Oh, that's adorable. So that's very cute. Um, female giant anteaters uh, gestate for 190 days. Okay. Um, and they can kind of range as far as 6,000 acres. The giant anteater uh, has the longest lifespan and the, the oldest one in captivity is 25 years old. Oh, good for him. <clears throat> yeah, right? Yeah. Then there's the Tamandua. Okay. Um, they look so different. Like, you kind of wouldn't think that they're both anteaters. Like, they look really, really different. Um, yes, okay. They these. are much smaller. Yeah, they're much smaller. Um, about four feet long. Um they have a hairless prehensile tail. So a tail like a monkey or a fusa, which they could ah. use for climbing. Um, they are often tanned, but they have a, they look like they're wearing a little black sweater vest. It's <laughs> they very do. cute. Don't they? Yeah. yeah. It's so cute. Um, they have much shorter fur and much snort- shorter muzzles, snouts, what have you. Um, Tamandua means capture of ants okay. in the Tupi language of Eastern Brazil. I hope I pronounced it right. Tupi, Tupac, language of Eastern Brazil. Uh, they, but they eat uh, termites and ants um, as well. But they use the same pathway day after day in search of food. So they're just going up and down on the same strip. <laughs> yeah, they're just going kind of up and down on the same strip of land, which is quite a funny image. These uh, ones, the, the Tamandua look like... I would, cute. I would guess that they were marsupials if I didn't know. Yeah, you know totally. I mean? They look kind of sloth-like. Yeah, sloth-like and like their tails remind me of kangaroos because yeah. they don't have as much fur. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, they do look quite much. Is that maybe another example of our favorite convergent evolution? I think it might be. Uh, they can be found in hollow trees and logs. Uh, so they make their dens. That's so cute. Can you imagine coming upon a little, like a hollow log and seeing like little tamandua's curled up in it? That would, oh, precious. Um, and their home ranges can cover 185 acres, so a lot, a lot smaller than the giant anteater. Um, the northern tamandua is found from eastern Mexico to the northwestern South America. And the southern tamandua is found uh, from the island of Trinidad southward towards uh, northern Argentina. And then finally we have the silky anteater. Um, they are different. They're really, really different. Like look up the silky okay, anteater. Yeah. Everybody pause the podcast <laughs> and go and look up the silky anteater. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Huh. So here is here is what I, I will describe, right? Okay. So they're a lot smaller. Yeah. Um, they're known as the two-toed or pygmy or dwarf anteater as well. Uh-huh. Um, they have a kind of light brown fuzzy fur and their noses are very phallic. Like, I'm just going to yes, say we were all thinking. You. They've got yep. a very phallic nose. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Of, of all of the ant snorting muzzles that we've seen, that 
is yeah then like the way their eye shape is with their nose it just yeah, looks yeah, like yeah. a crude, the whole a children a child's drawing of genitalia absolutely Absolute. yeah it really does uh so uh <laughs> yeah they are really weird, weird looking, looking. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah they're so weird looking i can't stop staring I'm i know just staring at these weird little guys i'm trying to like think of better ways to describe like you know They've got weird little toes also, which doesn't help. It's just so phallic, Alexis. It's so phallic. They have like, because they have like a single claw thing. Yeah, one single claw. You're so right. It is like the way their eyes (laughs) sockets kind of protrude (laughs) and then form into their nose. Yeah. Are they cute? I can't quite decide. Um, There is a cuteness to them. There's one photo on here that I find cute. Yeah. The rest sort of look like weird Photoshop. Like, I, it's my brain is like, that's not real, though. Like, it does. they look like puppets almost. Yeah, they do look really strange. They're really strange looking. Um, I'll say almost cute. Almost cute. Not a discomfort creature, but certainly not. I'm not going to snuggle a with this. Creature. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I agree with you on that yeah. one. They can be found from southern Mexico to Bolivia and Brazil. They are really difficult to spot because they're tiny and nocturnal and live high in trees <laughs> and very well camouflaged because their kind of yellowish coat matches the um the colour and the texture of like the silk corn tree, which I think is maybe what gives them their name. Mm-hmm. And that's tends to be where they live. So that's super interesting. Um they're about three hundred grams, so eleven ounces. I don't know what that is like what's 100 grams like a bag of small bag of sugar yeah so 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 like a, a weight yeah in, but small yeah yes yeah. like small and slightly weighty but they don't get any longer than 17 inches oh wow and that's with like is that to toe to tail i mean yeah nose to tail overall length overall length <laughs> okay so overall length 17 <laughs> inches so you know yes yeah, <laughs> um uh, and half of that is their tail, right? So that's wild. They're pretty, yeah. they're we'll say stubby. Yeah, stubby. I that's exactly how I describe them. Yeah. Um, they have very big eyes because they're night foragers. Mm. Um, and they are excellent at gripping small branches. Um, and then their kind of territories are like twelve to twenty-five acres, so quite small. Um. So yeah, those are ant eaters. Yeah. Um. They're so interesting to look at. I'm fascinated by their like evolution. I'm gonna because they were part of a bigger superorder. I'm gonna look at the word because oh yeah, Zenatha superorder. Cool. The, the Zenatha superorder. Um, which there are 31 living species and eaters, tree sloths and armadillos. Um, so they are actually related to tree sloths. Oh uh, okay, but that's interesting. Like, are they marsupials? I don't think so. I think I, I looked. Think they are. No. I think they're mammals. Yeah. So. Fascinating. Yeah. Um, at one time, they were assumed to be related to aardvarks and pangolins, but they're actually uh, uh, not, again, not a sign of a common ancestor. It's convergent evolution, wow, baby. Okay. Because yeah, I would so have guessed. That, yeah, they look like aardvarks. Aardvarks. I would so think they were like aardvarks. Yeah. Yeah. So then what? Um, wow. Okay. Aardvarks yeah, are s- really funny looking. Did you know that Arthur, the TV show Arthur, yeah. is an aardvark? Yeah, Arthur's an aardvark. 
He doesn't look like an aardvark. Not at all, frankly. Um, he's like a little bear. He's like a little bear. like Kind a, of a mouse, kind maybe. Kind of a mouse guy. Like, I don't know. I feel like they said he's an aardvark and then never bothered to look up a picture of an aardvark when they said that. Yeah. he really does not look like and Because they're very cute. They didn't really yeah. draw on why they're cute, though, for, for Arthur. No, no. Like, they don't look alike. What is DW? Well, she's a sister, so she's an aardvark. Is she also an aardvark? Yeah, but Muffy and Francine. I obviously loved Arthur because, wow, these names are just straight back to me. Um, Are they monkeys? Muffy is a monkey. Right, okay. What about Francine? What is she? Apparently, she's also a monkey. Also a monkey. And that, to me, just means that they met Arthur is also just kind of a monkey. They just all sort of look. Like, they didn't even get the ears right on Arthur. The aardvarks kind of have rabbit ears. And they just gave him little bear ears. Yeah, he is. Because isn't... What's the brain supposed to be? I'm glad that we both watched Arthur. Yeah. <laughs> because I loved Arthur so much. He's a bear. I'm sorry, Arthur's a bear. Arthur's there a is bear. no Arthur and, Arthur and brain look basically the same. Yeah, that's the same design. They just changed they have up the They a slightly outfit. different nose. Sure. But that's like it. But not but otherwise. They're the, the, these people no, have never they, seen Aardvark. They just like the name. Yeah, for sure. and they just fine. wanted alliteration. It's a very cute show, but I just think if you're trying to learn your animals and you watched Arthur, you don't know any yeah. animals. Like right, for sure. <laughs> I'm just also like, if you want, if you alliteratively, yeah, there were other ones you could have gone with. You could have had, you know, Arthur the antelope, and yeah, or. Mm. Arthur the African wild dog. Absolutely. Alligator. Yeah. Like, yeah. But like I if you didn't want to do the whole long nose yeah. thing, maybe yeah. that was what got in the way, is my <laughs> assumption. <laughs> yeah. but, even like Arthur the Anteater would have the same problem, wouldn't it? Yes. It would just be like a you know, it's a bit um distracting to illust- to to animate maybe. But then I don't know, I used to watch a show with anthropomorphic elephants. Yeah. What's that cool? What do you think of 64 Zulane? No, that, that was so good. so good. I loved that show. Um, no, no, no. There were like the, the oh my God, it's like on the tip of my tongue. There were going to be people listening who were like yelling at me. Oh, wait, wait. The one, um, he's wearing a green outfit. That one. What was it called? Barba the Barbara. elephant. Yeah, yes, he does yeah. wear a green outfit. Yeah. Yes, that's exactly what I was thinking. Barba. I used to love Barba. But yeah, yeah. like that worked. That's those fine. long noses. Yeah. So. They could have made him a more realistic aardvark. That's all Absolutely. I'm saying. Absolutely. Yeah, they Yeah. They didn't nail it. I'll just say that. They didn't nail it there, but but yeah, convergent evolution once again. Love that. Love that shit. Yeah. Um so yeah, but they I would love to know like how long they have looked this way for. They look uh, ancient. They do, don't they? They yeah. do look really I mean 3 million years was the first thing that came yeah. out. So So pretty old. Pretty old. Pretty old. They, so anteaters and sloths diverged between the Paleocene and Eocene epochs. So yeah, that's, that's old. That's old. I'm I'm saying that's that's really that's yeah. an old creature. I would love to know what they looked like before. And that that's really fascinating. Like what before they split? What what was that like? Yeah, but we can never really know because we don't really know anything about <laughs> prehistoric animals. Even though people like to think that we do, everything we know is just conjecture. Yep. There are no photos. So dinosaurs, like I, I'm sorry. I will. I know I say it all the time. Dragons were real. Dragons were real. 
There's so much we don't know about dinosaurs. There are so many like missing bits. We yeah. don't know that they didn't breathe fire. No. You know, like we just don't know. So they yeah. were real. Yeah, I mean, it. also, what does T-Rex but a, but a dragon? Yeah. That's right. Right. Yeah. And also like there is basically every culture around the world has some kind of dragon mythology. Mm -hmm. Dragons are mermaids. Mm -hmm. They pop up in every culture, even cultures that never like would have uh, come across each other. So, you know, as ever on Comfort Creatures, this conversation has become that has has once more circled back to (laughs) dragons and mermaids are real. (laughs) Um, Speaking of, do you want to hear about some of the anteater mythology I found? Yes, please. So... In the mythology and folklore of the indigenous peoples of the Amazon Basin, where they are found, um, the cool. giant anteater is depicted as a trickster to the jaguar, as well as a humorous figure due to its long snout, which makes sense. Uh, yeah, but the jokes. <laughs> yeah. In one old wives' tale, um, an anteater challenged a jaguar to a breath-holding contest underwater, which the jaguar accepted. After the two removed their pelts and submerged, the anteater jumped out of the water and stole the jaguar's pelt, leaving the jaguar with the anteater's pelt. So I think that's a fun... That's great. Yeah. And I also like what you said about it looking like they're wearing a sweater. I like to imagine that's that's the Jaguar's yeah. pelt that it's wearing. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. Um, and <laughs> fun side is that um, it is well known that anteaters are able to kill Jaguars using the so-called hug of death to protect themselves. <gasps> anteaters can rear up with their hind legs, roaring and slashing at an attacker with the powerful front legs and sharp claws. Um, and so they're actually... The Hug of Death? It's called The Hug of Death. I love that. That is metal, isn't right? it? <laughs> um, and then I found, um, this is just someone's, like, personal anecdote of a legend in Costa Rica. Um, and I found this on Reddit, and I think it's cool. And sounds, because they also said at the end, I thought this was just something my grandfather told me until I checked... Um, with some friends, and they also had, like, similar things from their grandparents. So this is, like, a a very cute Costa Rican legend. So um, in the rural area area my family comes from, old people tell the legend of the Oso Caballo, which translates to bear horse, and that's the uh, Spanish word for anteater. (laughs) Oh, wow, cool. Yeah. Um, So... That's a very accurate... It is, like, right? Yeah, yeah. A bear horse. Totally. <laughs> I would so know what you meant if you said that to me. Yeah, a bear like, horse. Like, yeah. Probably an anteater. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Um, a bear horse walks in four legs, has a long snout, huge claws, and a big bushy tail. It has very thick skin and incredibly resistant fur, with the strongest part being its enormous tail. When confronted, the Osokokobayo will deflect any machete blows with the tail, and the machete will bounce back, and the Osokobayo will receive no injury. Osokobayos live deep in the rainforest and are rarely seen, but they're often heard because of their scream is very human-like, a chilling, very sharp, long scream in the middle of the night. When an Osokobayo screams, even the Congo monkeys will stop howling. Osokobayos only go out at night unless there is a quema, which is the process where the farmers raise down and burn parts of the rainforest to prepare for farming. If you're burning a forest and you see an osokobayo, it's best to be cautious. If the osokobayo stands up on its hind legs when it sees you, it means it's a dueño del monte, owner of the forest or mountain, a mythical <gasps> creature in disguise, and you must oh leave the God. terrain immediately. And you would. <laughs> and Wouldn't you? Would. you? Oh, 
I would leave so fast. I'd be like, so sorry. I mean no disrespect. I would bow and I would yeet out of there. I would be gone so fast. These are, it's talking about the giant ones. That's a seven foot monster. (laughs) Like Rearing up at you. And I'm also imagining like the backdrop of the fire going and this thing rears up at you. You'd be gone. You'd be so gone. Um, Imagine how big they are compared to us. Because if, if we've mentioned this before, but me and Alexis are both short girls. Like, I'm 5'4 and Alexis is shorter than me. So, like, the, yeah. uh, uh, being faced with a giant Annie, yeah. I'd be like, oh, hell no. Uh-uh, I'm not doing this. I don't live here no, anymore. Um, yeah. <laughs> if a person defies the Osokobayo and destroys its territory, the Osokobayo will pursue them if they are ever in the forest during the nights. It runs silently and is faster than a horse, so it will chase after them and gain on it. Wow. Um, Oh, and if the person is on a horse, um, they'll shoot up on their hind legs and stand three meters tall, scaring the horse and throwing the rider. And then when the rider's on the floor, they'll attack them with their powerful claws. And it says, it ends with, my grandfather, who was a farmer that used to work in the rainforest, told me that foolish young people fear the leon, the puma, or the tigre, the jaguar. But the most fearsome creature in the forest is the osokobayo. Wow. That's cool. That's so cool. <laughs> it's funny as well, because, yeah, like, I mean, I would, maybe I'm a foolish young person, but I would fear the, yeah, the jaguar and the, the puma. and the puma. But- because they're carnivores, like, well, like, and they're apex predators. Yeah. Whereas, you know, an insectivore with a funny looking face doesn't immediately scream danger. But then, yeah, when you think about just practically the size, the oh claws, God, yeah. all of it. You're like, yeah, I know. I also, th- I wonder if, like, because, <laughs> um, like, pumas, jaguars, like, they are predators, but they're they're hunting, they're busy. Whereas, yeah. like, yeah. an anteater, like, he's just eating his bugs. Don't mess with him. They have hours to kill in the day. Exactly. Like, they're there to cause mischief. <laughs> yeah. You know, because didn't isn't that what? Yeah, the story of the from the indigenous people in the Amazon basin saying that he's like a trickster. Yeah, like, yeah, I'm I'm seeing that. Mm-hmm. Sure, mm-hmm. like okay, sniffing for ants only takes up so much of my time. <laughs> when I'm not doing that, I'm causing trouble. Exactly. <laughs> um, they're cool. I'd really like to see a giant anteater in real life. Oh yeah, me too. Love to see that it. would be cool. Right? I'm sure that there's probably a zoo somewhere with one, but yeah. also fun trip to South America. Oh my gosh, things. so many trips! Mm-hmm. I do just want to travel the world, seeing all the animals. Yes, you know yeah. that's all I want. Like when we go, when we go to Rome, mm-hmm. there's a um, a ruin. Yeah, so there are many colonies of feral and stray cats live at the Tora Argentina Cat Sanctuary in Rome. They were drawn to the site uh, after the 1929 excavation of the temple ruins. Um, so there are just these like Roman temple ruins where all of these cats live. And I am so excited. Yeah. I'm so excited. That's so cool. To go and see them all. Ah, uh, but yeah, I just want to travel around seeing animals. That's yeah. all I want. Yeah. It's not too much to ask. World. Hello. Great. I love anteaters. Uh, and happy uh, World Anteater Day to all. Yes. For sure. I hope everyone's taking the day off work. <laughs> yeah. I hope you're all celebrating with loved ones. Yes. You know, as we I do. Sure, uh, Every as year. You do. Yeah, absolutely. 
I hope you've got some anteater and ant theme delicacies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah, you can get those um there's that restaurant, that like world renowned one where they serve ants. Really? Where? I don't remember. I it was on an episode, I wanna say of Chef's Table or cool. one of those shows. Would and... you eat an ant? Because you're like mostly veggie. Yeah, I'll eat, eat an ant. I'll eat bugs. Yeah, I'd eat... That's that's fine. Yeah. I probably do anyway by accident all the time. So for sure. Be real. My cousin when she was in yeah, it was Colombia mm. and she ate maybe grasshoppers. Yeah. But then she was like, they were delicious. They were so well seasoned. They were crispy. I really think that like, I mean, because I'm not a vegetarian as well, I'm yeah. just like, I'm not going to be, because at some point, you like, you know, for the planet, it makes more sense, doesn't it, to eat bugs. The anteaters are onto something, I think. Yes. They're like, the, they're, there is an abundance of these creatures. There's plenty of them. And I, I guess I don't, like, I actually think... Like, if you're, like, here's a bunch of little grasshoppers, and, like, usually they're, like, crunchy and small, versus yeah. the way sometimes shrimp is prepared. Totally. Grasshopper sounds more appetizing. Shrimp sometimes freaks yeah. me out. Like, Well, like, all I ever want is stuff that's, like, crispy and salty and fried. Yeah. So if you... I don't really mind the filling. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever you're doing. <laughs> if it's, like, crispy, fried, salty grasshopper, cool. I'm, I'm in. <laughs> Have you ever wanted to know the sad lore behind Chuck E. Cheese's love of birthday parties? Or my Saturday mornings are reserved for cartoons? Or have you wanted to know how beloved virtual pet site Neopets fell into the hands of Scientologists? Or how a former Mattel employee managed to grow Sega into a video game powerhouse? Join us, hosts Austin and Brenda, and learn all of these things and more at Secret Histories of Nerd Mysteries, now on Maximum Fun. I'm Yucky Jessica. I'm Chuck Crudsworth. And this is Terrible. A podcast where we talk about things we hate that are awful. Today we're discussing Wonderful, a podcast on the Maximum Fun Network. Hosts Rachel and Griffin McElroy, a real-life married couple. Yuck. Discuss a wide range of topics. Music, video games, poetry, snacks. But I hate all that stuff. I know you do, Yucky Jessica. It comes out every Wednesday, the worst day of the week, wherever you download your podcasts. For our next topic, we're talking Fiona, the baby hippo from the Cincinnati Zoo. I hate this little hippo. Okay, we have a Ready Pet Go from Adam and Duke. And Adam recorded this one, so we're going to play it for you now. Ready, pet, go. Hi, Alexis and Ella. This is Adam from Rochester, Minnesota. I have a ready, pet, go for you. It's a recovery story for my dog, Duke, that I had when I was in high school, in my childhood. My dog, Duke, he was a... um, a black lab and Doberman mix. I, I believe he was kind of a mutt. He was a, a dog we got free from a, a farm that was, you know, doing the whole adoption thing. So we had him for about four years. This was my second dog that I had. And my dog, Duke, he was very well trained, except for he didn't like other animals. And you had to keep him on a leash because of that at all times. And uh, sometimes we would have him inside the garage when we would be uh, doing projects and working on things with my dad. 
And so that was also where we kept the garbage bags before we put them out to the trash cans. And this was back before they had the plastic garbage cans uh, that you would roll out with the wheels and everything. This is the old tin cans that you had to put the rock on top to keep the raccoons out, you know, that type of thing. So you didn't want to keep them out there that long or else the raccoons would get into them. So we had to keep them inside the workshop area, the bags of garbage inside the workshop area. Um, and that would unfortunately also attract mice. So my dad had put some rat poison out there to kill the mice. Um, in which my dog Duke at four years old had rummaged around and kind of tore into one of the bags and mistakenly ate some of that rat poison that was nearby. And we didn't realize it until a few days later, until he stopped eating. He wasn't um, drinking water, and eventually he started urinating blood, uh, which is not a good sign, and he was losing a lot of weight. And at this point, I was like, we are not putting down another dog, because my first dog had passed away. In this case, I was not willing to put down another dog it was just not happening so my dad brought duke to the vet the vet wasn't sure that he would recover said to give him some antibiotics and hope for the best pretty much so it was upon me to force feed my dog and force feed him the medication and the liquids and uh, the the food necessary to keep him alive. And I was determined to do this. And it just so happened that this was at the beginning of summer. So I had nothing but time. So at first I started to grind up dog food, trying to mush it up with Pedialyte in a bowl with a spoon. That uh, was very time consuming. So I took my parents' blender, didn't tell them, but I took the blender and I put the dog food and other nutrients in that blender with the Pedialyte and the medication and blended it up and had a large syringe so I could force feed my dog. So after weeks of doing this, he started getting his energy back. He started getting up on his own and started eating on his own. He ended up living another eight years to the ripe old age of 12, if I have my math right. <laughs> he was one of the best dogs that I've ever had. And uh, I'm glad I didn't let him go at that time because I knew he had a much longer life to live and a much happier life to live without the rat poison. So my dad stopped using it, by the way, after that. <laughs> That's my rehabilitation story. Every time I take him for walks, I'd take him by the Dairy Queen and get him a pup cup, too. This is before they had pup cups, so I just get some ice cream for my dog on the side. <laughs> That's my ready pet go. A bit lengthy, a bit wordy, but he survived and lived to a nice old age. All right. Thanks for listening. Okay. Like, I just love a Minnesota accent. <laughs> like, they just make me so happy. Like, everyone... It, it's just like such a friendly sounding accent. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Oh, like yeah. it just, you're, you're just like, you're so, you just sound so warm and charming when you have a Minnesota <laughs> accent and Adam is no exception. Thank you so much for that. Um, I'm what a, like a hero, yeah. right? I love a I survived story. Yes. 
Because there was like, a part in this I was like, it. oh no, we didn't, because we didn't pre-listen to this. So I was like, what if this story's too sad? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what if this is a sad story? <laughs> but no, it had, uh, there was a twist and he, he, he pulled through. through. I'm so pleased. Yeah. That's lovely. Yeah. Thank you so oh, much. Was a great age. I love the name yeah. Duke also. It's a great yeah, dog name. Really good. Really good dog name. Um, yeah. Thank you so much for sending that in. If you have a, a, a miraculous recovery, you can yes. send it to us um, or any really any story you've got um, at comfortcreatures at maximumfun.org. Yeah. I did love the nursing back to health element of that as well. Like, yeah. It was very John Wick of him. Like my, my dog is my everything. I'm going to, you know what I mean? I'm not going to give up on you, but yeah. I really, I rated that. Yeah. So yeah. Any stories of, you know, Triumph. nursing. Yeah. Yeah. Triumphing over the odds. Yeah. We like that. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. Obviously uh, join us on discord. Join us on Instagram. Rate, review, yes. subscribe. Um, send us any tell your friends. Yes, tell your friends any last pet costumes you want to have Renee look at. Yes, last call for sure. Any yeah, any like uh, anything you want us to ask Renee or yeah. do with Renee? Yeah, while we have her. Yeah, Very exciting. No, that would be great. Um. I really would like to play a round of Name That Dog. <gasps> yeah. Like, that would be a while. I really, really like, I would really like that. That would give past me real joy. So, because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I would always play along listening. So, that would make me really happy. We'll do that. We'll do um, a couple rounds. <laughs> cool. Um, okay. But yeah, just stay in touch, guys. We love you. Yeah. I've been Alexis B. Preston. I've been Ella McLeod. Maximum Fun, a worker-owned network of artist-owned shows. Supported... Directly by you.